Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Charlie Baker. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Um, you got involved, which we're always very grateful we for. Had you had some brilliant Yeah, calls we were trying to open an alternative today. sports museum, as you'll discover. Uh, we spoke to an Oscar-winning actor. We didn't know of his sporting credentials uh, before the chat. But um, he did have some. There were some there. We didn't and know Paul, but they were there. The great Jim Broadbent, mm, an actor you'll know actor, from brilliant. many wonderful films. Moulin Rouge, Iris, he won the Oscar for, didn't he? And he's in a new film called uh, The Duke, which is a lovely film. And uh, yet yeah, Jim was uh, on very good form. Um, we had two fine comedians on. Nathan Caton, Brentford fan comedian, yeah. popped in to see us. As did um, we had a chat with Omid Jalili. Yes, Omid's uh, got two yeah, clubs now. Split loyalties this evening with uh, two of his teams in action, as you discovered. More clubs than Rory McIlroy, Paul. Oh, there we say. are. And we dusted off uh, an old clip at the uh, request of a listener, which uh, hopefully you'll enjoy. As I said, we we had a bit of a conversation. I believe that should do you. Here it all is. <laughs> It's past one. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Charlie. Good afternoon, Paul. We are going to do that as uh, we will take people's half time experiences. But yeah. I've just come up with another one. I know it's not Thursday. Yeah. But uh, Charlie's uh, choice. Yeah. John, our our uh, producer, has not got a belt on today in his yeah, trousers. He's in trouble. Down. He's he's walking around like he's he's in some sort of US prison picture <laughs> with his kecks, with his strides halfway down his back. So I did wonder if we could do things you've used as a belt. Well, yeah, but the most famous one, of course, Zero Mostel, and the producers look at me, Bloom, I'm wearing a cardboard belt. A cardboard Still one belt, of the greatest yeah. lines in cinematic <laughs> history. So Things you've um, used as a belt, though, we'll take those. Well, he's, he is just, his trousers are falling down, <laughs> yes. and Becky doesn't need to see those no, on the decks today. Nobody needs to see it. Nobody, that's, that's, that's HR waiting to happen. <laughs> so um, he is, he, first he tried his lanyard, but that was still a bit loose on him. Sure. And so he was wearing his lanyard to get in and out the building yeah. round his fit waist. Man, John. Which looked like some odd affectation. You know? <laughs> well, yeah, I don't like wearing them round my neck. Prefer to wear them round, round my waist. Come, you know, it's it's yeah. a new look. You have to go through a door. It looks a bit... Yeah, it looks a bit weird. A bit difficult. Um, so what he's done is taken the block off of his iPhone charger and he has right. tied the cord round his waist <laughs> to keep his cat. That isn't work. Bleak, isn't it? That isn't work. Like, it's like sort of... It's like compo for this era, isn't it? It's like where compo used a bit of string the kids these days are using yeah. a part of their charge a bungee i've used it before paul that's quite a good a belt. bungee you know those bungees you use to attach oh, yeah, things yeah. to a car or yeah. to the roof or whatever yeah I use that when i was a kid your trousers up when paul. i was a kid we wore that we wore we were cutting edge wore snake belts you remember the snake belt no you don't remember that, no, that was very no. much of our vintage yeah. it was a little snake's head on it you'd lock together nice clasp and they came multicoloured stripes, and they yeah. were they were all the rage. That was it, kids, was elasticated it. kecks. Um, no, they were they were all the rage. 
a snake belt. You probably, I bet you on, on eBay they go for a fortune now, yeah. the snake belt. Oh, I know what you Vintage. mean. Not, not an actual, yeah, I know what you mean. It's not, I know, I know what you not mean. scales or anything. <laughs> I thought you meant like one of those belts, a sort of country, oh, no, not a a country and western oh, singer. No, no, would, no. Would yeah, I'll, I'll find you a picture later on. Anyway, this does kind of feed yeah. into one of the things we want to talk about today, which is uh, our producer found this. Uh, it was um, uh, an item from the Reading FC uh, Museum. It's an exhibit. They've got one of their more unique artefacts. Okay. It's a bottle containing the water used to wash the Reading kits from the 1988 Simod Cup final. Can you believe that? So somebody out there said, no, don't throw that away. In the laundry room, the kit man said, I'll keep a bottle of that for old time's sake. Football people are weird, aren't they? But you think of all the things uh, over the years in sport, not just in football, but in sport, yeah. that have gone, that yeah, had people had kept, would have been in the alternative sports yeah. museum. Yeah. The one I became, we did a feature once in, in Goal Magazine, magazine I used to edit, um, and I, we wanted to, was it 90 minutes? It might have been 90 minutes, but to build this alternative sports museum. And I became slightly obsessed with trying to track down the skeleton of the white horse that went on the pitch in of the course, 1923 yeah, Cup final. The, the, the horse that cleared the pitch. Did, did you ever find it? No, because obviously no one had kept it. Mm. Um, they would the, these the, days. Horse, the horse had obviously sort of died. I mean, it was sort of faded at the time, but the horse died and they didn't really give it any more thought. But Because no. I, I saw it being right at the entrance of the museum, a bit like the Natural History Museum with the dinosaur. Oh, yeah. You come in, the lovely, first thing yeah. you see is, is a white horse skeleton. <laughs> white horse, fantastic. yeah, lovely, Paul. They could you do a bit of taxidermy, you could put the copper on the back of it if you lovely. wanted to. Animatronic, you can have a little gallop about the museum. People pretend, Kids rides. Pretend to uh, feed it an apple or something yeah, on the way nice. in. Some that's sugar it. cubes. Yeah, eats it and then it... It comes out the other end because the kids like a bit of... They love They that. like a bit of that sort of stuff, don't they, really? Lovely. They do it from the school holidays, you do yeah. that. So anyway, um, we're interested to hear from you. We wanna, so those items, you think, what, they probably never kept that, but yeah. they should have kept it because it's, it's iconic um, sort of sporting memorabilia. So, alternative... Paul Hawkesby's Alternative new Museum. It's it fantastic, could be. It, it, it could you, be, my sports you know. museum. Well, um, anyway, give us your thoughts. Um, we'll kick off with the water... Uh, which washed the kits in the, the Simon Cup final? Did you enjoy Tyson Fury's American accent? Uh, I, was, I, I was very interested in that. I was—I I didn't really know what he was going for there, Paul. Yeah, what, was, who was he doing an impression of? I don't know. It wasn't. Didn't sound like uh, Dylan White, did it? I the, mean, it was. No, uh, there was a clip at the weekend of as well of Kel Brook, who absolutely smashed Amir Khan. He did before yeah. it. I don't know if you heard him. There was a clip of him going. I don't know if you can find it. He goes. He goes. It sounded like he was going to a children's party. There's going to be wobbly legs. There's going to be chocolate brownies. Chocolate brownies. There's going to be a bouncy castle. Yeah. There's <laughs> going to be a clown. Yeah. We're going to have a conjurer. It, Everyone's going to be sick. Gonna We're going to have a hula hoops. Have a great time. <laughs> it was. It was a bit like that, wasn't it? Yeah. We'll see if we can find that clip because it did sound <laughs> like he was going to a kids' party. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we will because it did. We'll add to. We'll add Father to, Christmas is coming. We'll add, to, are... we'll add to Kel's list of what was going to be there. Fantastic. They'll blimp blamange. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Paul Hawksby and Charlie Baker here on Talk Sport. Well, over the weekend, I watched a new film, The Duke. Yeah, brilliant. Jim Broadbent and uh, Helen Mirren starring The True Story of a Geordie called Kempton Bunton, mm. uh, who was accused of uh, stealing a portrait of the Duke of Wellington from the National Gallery. Yeah, Painting I thought it was excellent. Goya. Really, really good. And um, it's it's an amazing story. It's a true story. Um, and we're very pleased to say Jim Broadbent joins us now. Good afternoon, Jim. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. It's a great pleasure. You're welcome. It's, uh, I say, it's, it is a, a lovely yarn, uh, whether true or not, but that just adds to it, really, that all of this actually happened. Yeah, I mean, and it, it is an extraordinary story. And if you presented it as a as a piece of fiction, people would say, "No, no, no, it's too. That's unbelievable. No, we can't put any money into that." But it's true, so they did, you know, and luckily, because then they made a lovely film. Lovely part. I would. I, I'm watching your performance in it. I, I, I sense you. Enjoy, it was a character you enjoyed playing. Oh gosh, yeah. I read it. I mean, I got the script and started reading it, and by about page four, I thought, "This is." It's wonderful. I just yeah. want to make sure that I, I play it. And uh, I didn't want anyone else getting their hands on it. It was so delicious. I thought I want it all. <laughs> yeah, so, so when you, you obviously read a lot of stuff. So, I mean, what, what does it take for something to grab you? Is that sort of indefinable, really? I mean, are there things you read and you think you know from probably a couple of pages in it's not for you? Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's always down to the script whether you want to do it or not. And But this, this was... So excellent, and as you get to a certain age, you know the the older man is very uh, often not front and centre. But mm. in this this one, he is. He's front and centre, and it's about it's his story, and which is irresistible in its own way. But the uh, it is does make a difference when it's a, a cracking part, beautifully written. Mm. That's, that's yeah. what got me into it. It does seem to be about an ordinary man doing something extraordinary. It, is yeah. that, is, does that is that the sort of thing that? appeals to you in a part do you, do you find the release in that as an actor yeah I, I, I like all that sort of hitting you know the anti-establishment I think actors like to be uh, anti-establishment to a degree and uh, Kempton Bunton is mm. anti-establishment in spades he's, he's the uh, you know he's a wonderful <laughs> character he's a lovable rogue rough diamond um, Robin Hood all those, those sort of uh, Images come to mind, and he's he's got all that. 
Yes, he was he was a kind of champion of the poor and uh, yeah, Robin Hood sort he had of a real, Yeah, he had a real thing about the TV licence and so oh. it was a very unfair <laughs> tax and without going yeah, into too well, much detail, doctored his TV to try and get round it, but it didn't work sadly, did it? <laughs> he took the valve out. Yeah. <laughs> I can't get the BBC, I only watch ITV. <laughs> you know, so, uh, um, so yeah, yeah, uh, he, yeah he, the, the painting was stolen from the National Gallery the, mm. and... Uh, for they had bought it for one hundred and forty thousand pounds, and then it was promptly stolen. The first time a painting had been, mm. and only time a painting has been stolen from the National Gallery. Whoa. And Kempton held it for ransom and said, "I'll give it back if you give free TV licenses to war widows <laughs> and old age pensioners." Yeah. Um, and then, and eventually, he was going to get caught out, so he mm. he gave it back and he went on trial. So it ends up being a courtroom drama, but it's a. A wonderful heist movie, a mm. family drama, everything before that. The um, uh, members, do you remember members Kempton Bunton's family still around? Did you get to talk to anybody about him? Yeah, yeah. The um, it was actually the story was actually presented by um, Kempton's grandson, mm. I think, uh, who um, presented it to the producer Nicky Bentham and s- said, uh, "I've got this family story which has been largely forgotten," but and she read it and. The, leapt at it and got the wonderful writers Richard Bean and Clive Coleman to uh, come up with this d- wonderful script. Yeah. Um, so, but you yeah, know, is there? It came from the uh, from the family, kept putting it uh, uh, out there for uh, us to make. You have a vast array of other brilliant British films that you've been in, Jim. Especially, uh, I'm personally enjoyed the The Dam United. Um, All right. Uh, do, do you have a? Do you have a? This is talk sport. Do you have a, a a sporting team or a sport that you play or a team that you watch? I do, um, I, I'm a, a, the first team I ever look look out for on uh, mm. used to be the Saturday afternoon, but still Saturday afternoon. In League One, yeah, Lincoln City. Oh, right, right okay. <laughs> we've we've had um, some Imps. downs. We've had some ups recently, which yeah. has been exciting, and um, that uh, a little bit iffy at the moment. I don't know. We keep leaking goals in the last five minutes. And, <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> do you get to games Very at all? Because I know you got. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I live in London, so. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but. but um, and there was a moment last uh, last season when QPR might have uh, been going down and Lincoln might have been going up, and we my uh, my stepson's their QPR fans. So uh, the idea of Lincoln actually getting into playing with uh, against yeah. QPR uh, would have been. Um, would have been exciting. Jim, we've had a few <laughs> questions coming from the listeners and knowing you were coming on and uh, the one keeps coming up and it is only Falls and Horses related. You were <laughs> DCI Roy Slater. You popped in and out, didn't you? As you remember the extended yeah. cast. And uh, But you, the, the, the story goes that you originally turned down the part of Del Boy that David Jason yeah. took on. Is that true? Uh, yeah, I was I was unavailable. Yeah, I was I was second choice actually, but uh, was, then uh, I was unavailable. I was doing a, a West End theatre show, so I, I couldn't do it. I mean, I, I couldn't um, face doing two jobs at once. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so I turned it down. Luckily, for, oh God. Uh, <laughs> do you often? Do you often I mean, look, the, the career's gone pretty well. I think it's fair I to say. You, but I think it's have, been all right. Do you ever have moments? Think would you have stayed in it? That long, you think? Uh, I, I, I wouldn't have thought I, I'd have, have the staying power that they've got. But, uh, and it wouldn't have been as successful, let's, let's be mm, honest, wow. you know, because uh, you know, 
David Jason is absolutely <laughs> irreplaceable and wonderful and and uh, as I've said my uh, great it's my greatest contribution to <laughs> the uh, nation's culture is not being available and letting David Jason do the part working with uh, Although, otherwise we'd have missed out yes yeah, boy, yeah. Yeah. that's very good of you <laughs> well, in the duke of course you're with uh, Damon Dame Helen Mirren, um, have you worked with her before? I, I can't remember. Uh, no, we've been in a, a film together, but we never we didn't have any scenes together. So I'd, I'd met her, but I didn't know her really. So, so that was, that was one of the many joys of making this film was yeah. to uh, be acting with Helen, who is just uh, superb. In the... And I know leading times for films can be sort of quite long between sort of you know production and release, but because of the pandemic, this one was due to come out two years ago, wasn't it? So it must feel like a long time ago you actually made it. It is, yeah. I mean, we got we got it finished just before the first lockdown, so mm. um, so that was that was great in that way. But and then it opened, you know, nearly two years ago at the Venice Film Festival, and um, and that uh, it went really well there. So and I, I went there with Roger Michel, the director, and we and it got five star reviews, and we knew it was going to be exciting. Yeah. And then sadly, Roger died a few months ago, and oh, wow. so before we could. Know, release it to the great British public. So, so Roger never got a chance to see, you know, the his love, uh, yeah. home audience in a cinema, enjoying it and laughing and and getting off on it. Yeah. But uh, so we're presenting it as a you know for Roger really because mm-hmm. he was a very a very special director and, and very special man. So we're uh, hoping that many people will see it and enjoy yeah. it and realise what a great director he was. It is a lovely film, so I'm sure they will. Just finally, uh, I remember seeing you a million years ago, the National Theatre of Brent with Patrick Barlow, oh, and you did fantastic. the greatest yeah. story ever told, Fabulous. which is still up there with the best nights of theatre I think I've ever seen. Two men to, to tell the whole Bible story the way you did. <laughs> yeah, they were fantastic yeah. shows, weren't they? Uh, uh, thank you for remembering that. No, it was my no, huge high point in my... Uh, laughing life, and we used, I used to laugh so much. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't just the laughs. I remember you go for. I mean, it was very funny. But at one point, you were playing Mary. Um, yeah, and, <laughs> and I, I think people were nearly in tears. You did this couple, this couple of moments, and it was. I think it was the it was the kind of gear changes that that made them so special because they were incredibly funny as well. Mm, yeah, the, 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 yes, people used to say. And you know, afterwards, when they come out and they say, "And you know, it was very funny." But do you know, it was it was actually moving. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we yeah we did know that. We, put that we, in. we, we, we yeah. are aware that that was an element. Yeah. You were in something I was I wrote. I said I'd think I said, you will not remember it, but it was off the back of the National Theatre of Brent. The guy who wrote this Radio Four pilot with you said, "Can we get Jim Broadbent?" He said, "Well, he might do it if he's not up to anything else." It was called Uncle Charlie and the Secret of the Swan. It never went any further than the pilot. Ken Campbell was in it. And we did it in the bowels of the BBC. I don't expect you to remember, but you gave a fine performance, and we had oh, to great. we had to ask Ken to Ken Campbell it up a bit. To be oh, what, was he underplaying it? He was very <laughs> was unlike. And he said, "Oh, I see what you mean now. I get oh, it." Yeah. And off he went. So uh, no, yeah. no, no, it, 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 that was his way of directing. Yeah, yeah, more. Do a little bit. Stick your chin out further. <laughs> oh, that's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, it's lovely to talk to you, Jimmy. Wish you well to film. It is a lovely film. We hope uh, lots of people go and see it. So thanks for joining us. 
Thank you very much. Thank the, you. There we are. There's Jim Broadbent there. there. Marvellous. One of our greatest actors. He didn't have to say whether he remembered it or not. He, he didn't have to say. He, got, he, tell, went, he did, went into he a Ken went, Campbell went into story. Ken Campbell. Not to say. I, call I Helen, remember it. I called Helen Mirren no. Damon Helen, Helen da- Mirren. Damon's her first name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was in the F1 game and she was. Yeah. She got it from her days as a mechanic <laughs> for Williams. Yeah. Anyway, good old Jim. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Never made. Never. I wouldn't even great if he said, "Oh yeah, it was terrible." I'm not surprised it didn't get <laughs> yeah, a series. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, thanks for being so honest, Jim. That's what the BBC. I put the thought. boot in on that actually. Yeah, that's what the BBC <laughs> thought as well. Uh, anyway, it's fantastic, Paul, wasn't yeah, it? Good Burnley, to talk to him. What an actor. Burnley were once sponsored by Holland's Pies, and at halftime, a giant pie with a ball-sized hole in the centre was propped up in one corner of the ground. <laughs> That's great. And two teams of supporters were invited to chip balls into the hole. Was there this someone inside it? It was called Pie and Chips. That's good. Best halftime entertainment ever. That... Although they missed the trick, this is true, John the Claret, they missed the trick by not using green footballs and calling it pie chips and peas. I mean, that, whoa, what a, that's brilliant, John. Thank you, John. That's really good. I'd love to have seen. We've got to find some pictures of that somewhere. Yeah. If you've been involved in the halftime entertainment at any point, uh, do let us know. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH&J. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Three snake belts for, um, for uh, under a tenner. Really? And you get a free one, so I think I'll get snake belts for the team. That's very good. Well, yeah, you're, you're I was a slim, though, Paul. You see, that's good for me. The one size elastic. fits all. Uh, Chris, Chris Gibbons remembers the snake belt. He said, uh, I still wear a snake belt. I bought one for myself and a friend after he told the story of the Jobsworth security guard who said he was stood there in his high-vis and his snake belt. <laughs> you just knew his attitude from the description. Come Thank in, you, Chris. Coming in here in your snake belt. Um, we, we bring up belts today because our producer forgot his belt and his trousers have been falling down. Yeah. Uh, almost it's been like a Brian Ricks farce. There's one for the kids. <laughs> but uh, we've had a lot of suggestions for him. He's now using... The, the cord from his uh, yeah. iPhone charger that wearing madness. that around his waist having tried his lanyard that didn't work cling film says Derek he's not the only one to say films, yeah. pull cling film so it stretches lengthways then wrap around your trousers I mean that's a bleak look Derek isn't it that's worse than a cardboard belt better like, than a belt he like says like green grass off heartbeat <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's uh, we also asked uh, you about the alternative sports uh, museum we're looking to build mm. and because the the water uh, that was used to wash the kits from Reading's Simod Cup victory in 1988 yeah. is in the Reading Museum. Someone yeah. kept a little container of, yeah. of the, the... It feels a bit grim, though. The suds. Um, Bert Troutman's X-ray. Oh, yeah, that's that's true, Cliff. I wonder... That's the sort of thing that, that they could have in the... In the oh, um, an X-ray of his In neck. the National Football Museum. Yeah, well, I've, we're not... <laughs> not not of his calf. <laughs> yeah. Having a couple of fillings done. We've got, we've got Bert Troutman. <laughs> we've got Bert Troutman's x it's alternative. It's when he broke his finger in 1951. No, not that one. That's okay. very true. Um, yeah, what about that? And he also says, that's from Cliff, the Spurs. He also says shrink wrap for yeah. your kecks. Here we go. Um, this is good. Back in 1998, this is David Ash. Back in 1998, mm-hmm. I was friends with Paul Durkin's son. Yeah. When he returned from refing France 98 World Cup, he gave me an official 98 referee's notepad. That's oh, nice. Lovely. Should have kept it, not scribbled in it. He used it. Oh, no, he's just, just, just used it. Just used it and put like peas, sausages, <laughs> loaf of bread, milk. Should have kept that. Don't do that to Paul Durkin's um, notepad, do you? That sounds, sounds like his new. Uh, Great podcast. Hi, I'm Paul Durkin. Great podcast. Welcome to Paul yeah. Durkin's notepad. Hello, be welcome. <laughs> you, you, you imagine that's how he sounds. Yeah, uh, the know. cotton wall out the bottle of aspirin that Bert Troutman took. It's a lot of Bert Troutman. This is Lovely Roger stuff, again. Isn't it? Uh, yeah, then Bert Troutman took for his broken neck. Yeah, he probably yeah. did. Take, he was that hard. He probably did take aspirin. A couple of aspirin go back on. 
Still, we Andy, I know Andy's in love with that bit of film, but, you know, when they're walking downstairs and they've got their medals, Bert's just going... <laughs> it's like rubbing the back of his neck. Do you know, like, it's got, it's got it's a bit of tightness in his... It's yeah, broken his neck for a bit of deep heat, that'll sort it out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, belts. My dad once used the wire you used to hang around neck curtains as a belt. <laughs> he used it for October... He used it from October for two months. Two months. I suppose wait until he got a new one for Christmas. That's exactly what it was, says Dave in Newcastle. You could cut it to length. I will say, a, a belt is sometimes surprisingly expensive. <laughs> yeah. If you do want a decent belt, And we were... We were wandering around Sochi during the uh, the 2018 World Cup. Oh yeah! And Andy said, um, I, "I think I need I need to get a belt." Okay. And we walked about 20 yards on and saw the Sochi Belt Centre. No, a little shop. No the way. only the, the only sold belts. That's all they sold. They got in. And I was half expecting Andy, a very fussy shopper, to say, "Well, you, you got anything else? Just a shop full <laughs> yeah, of belts. Yeah. Just yeah. belts." Quite a bit of pound chart. How much he is this, mate? He did find one, though. Yeah, he wasn't enough to go down the clean field. The right. Sutton United fans, yes. they used to call, when they were in the in the National League, a lot. Yeah. You know, and they never had any dreams of getting any higher. Mm. A belt would be a big English league team. Oh, really? That had come down to the conference. And they go, oh, we've got your classic belt this weekend. Where does that, where does that come from? I then? don't know. That's what they used to. I don't know if they made it up, but a big oh. English league team. They oh, said, of course. That was one, acronym, of, yeah, that was one of the acronyms that belt was. They wouldn't, <laughs> they wouldn't tell me the others. <laughs> you can try, yeah, but that was That's what the thing. Was. When you come down into that league, it's a bit yeah. like being a Premier League side, one of those sides that don't often venture down yeah. below the Premier League or the top division. Suddenly, you're not in Kansas anymore, no, lads. No. And everybody wants to take. I mean, like Stoke found that yeah. that year they went down, didn't mm-hmm. they? Well, you know, They're still there. South End are now a big English league team. Not South End, um, Sutton United. Yeah, are now a big English league so they're, team. They're so. there to be shot at. They, they will be a belt. They're if, doing well. They're if, like third if, or yeah, fourth. No, they're doing ball. well. They have done very, very Nightmare. well. Nightmare. Yeah. Best halftime show I've ever seen was at the Irish Cup final in 2005. Yeah. This is from anonymous. One Linfield and one Glen Torren supporter were blindfolded at the halfway line and had to dribble to the opposite goal. The Glens fan clearly was peeking as he got to the edge of the 18 yard and rifled it into the top corner. So he obviously was looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Linfield fan, however, made a slow jog towards the goal, forgot to stop, didn't shoot, ended up clocking himself off the goal post. Best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I love to imagine that. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, I, I remember very years ago at Tottenham, they did this thing where they would just get a celebrity who's nominally a Tottenham fan out of the crowd to do a half-time draw. Yeah. And most of the time, you know, he just went off, the bloke would come out and he'd go, uh, whoever's in that seat wins like sort of 10 yeah. quid as it was it was a Paul's win then but they just do the seat number or yeah. whatever and you'd win but I remember once Peter Cook the late great Peter Cook the comedian mm. did it and he clearly made full use of the hospitality in one of the lounges <laughs> yes. and sort of wandered out into the centre circle sort of staggering with a glass of red wine on and uh, did some very funny stuff did some, did some it was stuff. yeah it was more hilarious very than very the, the side were at that sort of stage ever won the 50-50 Paul at football no. I've never been. I've never even been anywhere near anyone. Who they used won the to 50, do a thing 50. called goal time tickets. Oh, yeah. I, mean, oh, yeah, that, I remember that. Remember? Yeah, yeah. Where you'd kind of rip, you'd rip off the sides of it. And uh, I mean, the odds. What were the odds? <laughs> in a 90- well, they've worked out. The but odds. I'd say things like seventeen minutes and twelve seconds. It had to be like exact. Exactly. And who was timing it? And I'd just love to if someone, if a boffin could sit down now and work out the odds of getting a second by second. Yeah. 
I mean, it was it was a scam, wasn't it? I'm working on the base. Whoever Paul, came up with it, I think we, you've worked we out. We were all being scammed with the gold time tickets. Did anybody ever win it? I mean, yeah. I know this is a long time ago. This is what passed as entertainment then, kids. Yeah. We didn't have mobile phones. We had drunk comedians and gold time tickets. At and... Dover Athletic, a couple of weeks ago, where I went, Paul, we did a. I bought a couple of fifty fifty tickets. I won. I ended up owing them twenty quid. <laughs> so how does the fifty fifty work, Charlie? What what goes on there? Half goes to the club. Oh, okay. Half goes to the amount of oh, people okay. who bought tickets. So it's just Do you a, re- a 50 50 at Spurs? No, we Paul? don't have a 50 50. We've got your 50 50 on the way in. We've got a cheese room. Well, we haven't, but I mean, in, in principle, we have. They can't it'd be a bit, you know. I tell you what, though, you'd, you'd make a few 50s. quid at a Premier League game on yeah. a 50 50, wouldn't you? I bet Daniel's written that down somewhere. He's just written that in the margin. 50 50 tickets, Charlie Baker. It's every every football Please match I've ever been has had a 50 50. No, we don't. We don't. I don't. We look, not that I'm aware of. Have you ever won deal. the 50 50? 8 10 89. Pickles Dog Bowl says, oh, Doddy oh, Weir's yes. been in touch. Okay. God bless you, Doddy. Yes. Hey, Doddy. Um, yeah, Pickles Dog Bowl. That's fantastic, isn't it? That's a great idea. That's you definitely want to see. These are all things, if people yeah. could find them, that they could. I don't know if they've got his lead, Doddy, in the uh, in the National Pickles. Football Museum. That seems to ring a bell. But this is what we want to build. That's what we the need, white, yeah. or the skeleton. If you've got the skeleton of the white horse that cleared the pitch in 19, it's unlikely you'd know. Still searching you'd, for it, Paul. I'm sure there's something in the garage that looks a bit like that. Um, anyway. Adam, Adam, the Ipswich fan, says it's one in a 36,000 chance of winning your, your goal okay. time thing. But it's not, is it? Because that's just 60 by 90. Yeah. And it was seconds. It was seconds. You had to, get, seconds. had to get seconds right. Yeah. But all those there years we, we did it. We weren't bright enough then to know we were being played like an old yeah. violin <laughs> by the club. They probably bought players off the back of that. The gold yeah. he was bought with gold time tickets. Thank you. Of course not. I'm sure it was all above board <laughs> and, and worked out uh, properly. Anyway, we move on. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, one of the great joys slowly emerging from all the mayhem of the last two years is that people that were regular guests in the studio and that we've maybe only spoken to fleetingly on Zoom are suddenly appearing uh, in the yeah, flesh again. Still here, Paul. So probably for the first time in two years, over two years, we welcome. Back to the studio, the comedian and Brentford fan, Nathan Caton. You don't look any different. You've, you've warmed well. Thank you, Cocoa Butter. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got that sort of Premier League sheen on him. Yeah, Paul, yeah that's you know. right. I'm going to keep it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on to Brentford later. But you are touring, Nathan. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about Vex. Yep, Vex with a V. So is it nominally a, a, a kind of a um, story, to, or is it just some I mean, good gags? Um, well, both. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, it's kind of like my last two, three years in my world. So a lot of things that have annoyed me, which kind of make it into jokes and it's in the show now. So, yeah, yeah talk about politics, race, uh, scented candles makes an appearance for some reason. Oh, good. Nice. Um, been in lockdown for my girlfriend, which was, you know, interesting. Yeah, I saw you tweeting quite a lot of good stuff during that period. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not good if you're my girlfriend. Yeah, no, exactly. During, yeah. during lockdown, we did some uh, gigs in a car park, didn't we? In new, oh my car gosh. park of New New Newby Racecourse. Wow. Yeah. And people were in their cars, Paul. And instead of laughter, they beeped their horns. And yeah. they, Nathan, and I remember you doing quite a lot of poetry. Yes. Has I, that made it into the show? Uh, a little bit has. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I can't go into it now on radio. But, oh, right, uh, yeah, you can't read it. I know yeah, you can't read it. But yeah, a lot of the poetry is... Uh, it's, it comes from my girlfriend and being around her 24-7. Yeah. And uh, a lot of true feelings come out, put that way. <laughs> yeah, it's, not, it's not a greetings card poem, is no, it? Exactly. No, no, no. I suppose as comedians, when you kind of lean on real-life experiences, I mean, did you find that with your Mrs. Charlie? Has he gone and do a gag that's maybe at her expense? Yeah, or, or I learned you that. you slightly I, I embellish the story? Did you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I learned that lesson. And I just... Um, I just... I, I try not... I, I try new stuff 
the truth as a jump off point yes. and then try and turn it into a joke. I don't know what you do. If you're the truth will always be there, Nathan. Yeah, I, well, I kind of I sometimes I try it on my girlfriend. Uh all my mum um, and if, if they chuckled, I'm like, okay, fine. That's fine. It's yeah, okay. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> Give me the green light for that. Yeah. Well, why would you even say that? That's what yeah. I get. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So you kick off Salford Keys, uh, the yeah. Lowry, uh, 25th of Feb, and you're all around the country, Brighton, Newcastle, Glasgow, Edinburgh, Birmingham, Norwich, Guildford, mm. Bristol, Oxford, and, and other points. And th- uh, four nights at the Soho Theatre in London in May. Yeah, hoping to have a better time than last time I was there. Last time I did a tour there, I walked out on stage and uh, someone puked up. Oh, no. Oh. I, I don't know if that was just my, my face, <laughs> cause of the action. Oh, that's not but good. Straight like, away. A quarter of the audience got up and was like, all right, mate, I'm not that, that controversial. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then like, oh, someone's, uh, someone's puked up, so we had to abandon the gig while they cleaned up. Oh, that's not oh, good, dear. is it? Yeah. The early reviews weren't good. Bit like a cab driver. <laughs> Bit like a cab driver. Can you charge them 25 quid for throwing up? Well, I couldn't perform. You're, you're effectively off the road. So, you know, I was, I was in this, you know, I had to go down, I was scrubbing the old carpets. 25 quid you want from that bloke who was sick. What sort of tourer are you, Nathan? Do you like, uh, do you like, do you, do you do the show and then go out, or do you have a big dinner before the show? How when do you mm. how do you plan your day? Oh yeah, um, I don't eat beforehand. I can't no. do that. You have to I've, go on hungry. Yeah, I can't be like you know full and belching and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Smell. It's funny, but what's that smell? No <laughs> pocket of wind. That wouldn't be good, would it? Maybe that's where I'm going wrong. What do you do, Charles? You're going to have a full on banquet. You go I to a medieval. You have a then... big glass of mead before you go on. <laughs> no, I eat beforehand, and then and I know always the adrenaline afterwards makes me really hungry, and then I wonder why I've put on four stone <laughs> by just but, constantly Do comedians eating. have pre-match meals the way that footballers? I mean, you need something because it's energetic, isn't it? It's, yeah. you know, it so, takes does, concentration. Does gin and tonic count as pre-match meals? <laughs> well, it does in darts. I mean, yeah, if, yeah. I, I, you speak to professional darts players, they now know the the level, because obviously it's been a pub sport, mm. and they know the perfect amount of alcohol they need to take in to it? throw properly. Mm. Some of them obviously throw completely sober, but I know of quite a few, say, a couple of glasses of white wine, and I'm basically right in the zone. If I have one, if I don't have enough, I'm not. If yeah. I have an extra one, I, I'm no good. I'm, you know, I'm, I've got a hand yeah, over I one eye. Know, so it's know. good to know the, the pre-match meals of the comedians would be, yeah. uh, would be quite <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Chicken and beans, like Alan Shearer. We're talking about stuff in an alternative football museum, yeah. uh, Nathan. Have you got any Brentford merch? Any memorabilia oh, from Brentford? Would be a great piece of Brentford merch. Good, any, only the pitch, yeah. or the old pitch. One of uh, no. Stan, the old ground. One of Stan Bowles or Terry Herlock's betting slips. They used to, <laughs> they used to be in the. They used to have these apocryphal stories of being in the bookies or the pub, one of the pubs on the corner at Griffin Park, ten minutes before kickoff. I'm not sure they're actually true, <laughs> but, but that was. That's what they used to say. And like Terry would go down there, or Stan would get down the touchline like yeah. he did at QPR and say, "What won the two thirty at Haydock?" Oh, really? You'd have oh, people at no. different points of the ground could tell. <laughs> uh, who'd won games or whatever? Yeah, who won races? But nothing from the old ground and nothing. Oh no, because did they, did they sell stuff off? Or I think people may have just taken it anyway. Oh. Um, <laughs> but I, I didn't because uh, we missed the last few games obviously because of the lockdown. And yeah. Stuff. Oh yeah, of course. Um, yeah. So I've, I haven't got anything from. I've got oh. a picture on my phone of me and my brother sat in our seats. That's yeah. about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And so how are you feeling? Ivan Tony's to come back again. Another promising performance by Christian Eriksen against Rangers behind mm. closed doors. Set up a couple of goals. And I think you know. I don't think whether you're a Brentford fan or not, we're all really hoping it works out for Christian Eriksen. And I'm yeah. sure you are because you know with that sort of quality of passing and Ivan Tony coming back, 
it can get you out of trouble. Oh, man, I'm, I'm nervous now. I'll mm. be honest, man. Like, as well as my season ticket, I think Imodium was also a must-have when I go to a game. <laughs> <laughs> so, just looking over our shoulders. Um, but yeah, to have Ericsson back, um, I mean, as, as a football fan, it's yeah. good to see him back after obviously what happened at the Euros. Yeah. Um, but with his quality and uh, Tony, when, he's, when Tony's not playing, we do miss him. So if those two come in back, hopefully, you know, we survive, yeah. man. But it's, yeah. See, I think you're going yeah. down. <laughs> Never liked you, Charlie. So, Charlie. <laughs> I think I think that. the other teams have got the momentum. I think you're the team on the slide. I think I think I think, take... I think I think teams have worked you out, worked Thomas Frank out, and I, I just I think you'll think... take what you've got. Newcastle this, this weekend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Newcastle trying to provoke a reaction. <laughs> uh, Tony back all the emotional uplift of, and even the Newcastle fans will be applauding Ericsson on. I think it'd be if he plays. Yeah. I think if you get one more result, you'll be all right. But you do need to get that win soon, yeah, don't you, really? I know. We've got Newcastle, Burnley, Watford and Norwich in the next few weeks. Okay. Yeah. And um, that'll, that'll sort your season out, really, won't it? If we get some kind of games, I'm cool. But if not, I'm like, oh, my God. I hope yeah. I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. So, um, NathanCaton.com is the website. It's got all the dates on there. And uh, people can go and check it out. And, uh, yeah, 25th of Feb, you, you're kicking off right through at the end of May. So, excellent. Well, we wish Brilliant. you well, Nathan. Good thank, to see you. It was thank, lovely thank to see you back in the flesh again. It's Don't be a stranger, as they say. And good yeah. luck with the tour. Yeah, cheers, mate. Glad uh, to be here. Uh, apart, well, not you, Charlie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're going down. There's no need for that, Charlie. I'll tell you the truth. Came into the chat, and this kind I'm of abuse talk, I get. Yeah, I'm on TalkSport, and I'm he's offering... He's coming, he's on tour. He's feeling very <laughs> no, positive. No, you're talking, Charlie. He's <laughs> very positive about life. I'm offering opinion on sport. You've dragged him down, mate. He didn't need to. You could have stayed at home for that. Thank you, Nathan. All the best. Care, cheers, guys. Nathan. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. On this show on Friday, ahead of uh, Calm Brook Kel Brook uh, popped up into the show. Adam Cattrall was in Manchester and uh, was chatting to him just after the weigh-in. And uh, Adam had a question for him. And Charlie's answer, uh, sorry, um, Kel's answer, made Charlie think that he was going to be holding a children's birthday party. Have a listen to this. Tell me what they're going to get. They're going to get fireworks. They're going to get chocolate brownies. They're going to get drama. They're going to get wobbly legs from him. It's all going to be happening. It sounds they're good, didn't it? They're going to get a bouncy castle. <laughs> bouncy castle, piñata. It was, yeah, it was good. <laughs> Conjurer. They're going to turn up, it's going gonna, it's gonna to say, what's in the hat? It's a rabbit in the hat. Yeah. <laughs> fantastic. Great kids' party it would have been. Jelly and ice cream. It would be Kelbrook's kids' parties. <laughs> fantastic. What a fun, yes. Five stars. I wouldn't recommend anybody else but Kelbrook when I'm holding a children's party. Yeah, absolutely. Chocolate brilliant. brownies, wobbly legs is a wobbly game. Wobbly legs is brilliant. brilliant. I suppose, yeah. what is it? The kids you make, it's a bit like they shoot horses, don't they? The kids have to stand up for seven hours yeah. until their legs start to wobble. My uh, daughter had a sixth, uh, sixth birthday this year, yeah. and uh, my son was DJ Panda at the. Uh, wow. Was he pa- dressed as a we panda? We bought him a panda outfit, and he's, yeah. he's fourteen, and he DJed it. But all the all the six year old kids, all they wanted to do was beat DJ Panda up. That's all they wanted to do was really? run around after. He wanted to rip DJ Panda's head off. They were just trying to beat him up. There the is whole that time. misconception that when someone's in a mascot's outfit, that <laughs> yeah. they don't feel any pain. And as no. I've mentioned before, I knew someone who was the Millwall mascot who was left in an Arndale centre while it's the guy from uh, Millwall's community section went off to buy a McDonald's. <laughs> Said, Do "You want anything?" So I can't eat it. I've got Zamper the lion on, haven't I? Yeah, so yeah. left him. A bunch of Herberts came down, pushed him over, gave him a bit of a shoeing. Yeah. You know, in a kind of good humoured old cockney way. Yeah, and are. the bloke come back eating his burger, saying. What are you doing down there? He's like, I've just been set upon. Set yeah, upon. Needed Kelbrook. 
Yeah, it was a long time ago. Exactly, yeah. Of course, Millwall fans don't like that anymore, Paul. I mean, he was, I mean, this guy was a proper, that's why he was in the suit. He was a big Millwall fan. (laughs) And I think while while the the blows, they just thought it was fun because they thought he's not feeling a thing. And they said, oh, I was. (laughs) I was feeling feeling it, pushing Zampa over. There we are. Yeah, Yeah, very good. Very nice. Um, so yeah, a Kelbrook's parties. Uh, do look out for those. We're looking forward Although, to those. Maybe that's what he'll go into after if he is going to retire. Um, he was brilliant. Kelbrook's cho- I mean, I mean Kelbrook's chocolate chocolate brownies would be fantastic, wouldn't it? What a range! They give you wobbly legs. They give you what you can see. The ad. <laughs> I'll give you wobbly legs. The ad campaign that that Kel would do. This I mean, he was brilliant. Line. Performance of the week, Kelbrook. Kelbrook. Yeah. Or Harry Kane. It is sometimes a different game at different uh, levels, of course. And Darren, the, the uh, Baggies fan, says, I won the meat raffle at Southend United. Can the idea of, just the idea of, uh, I don't know, it's sort of the Emirates or whatever. Well, not going to be Forest Green. Or Rover. the Etihad. had. They, they wouldn't have a meat raffle. Why not? There's somebody in the middle of the pitch saying, <laughs> three pounds worth of chops uh, goes to <laughs> Brian, who's in the, the main, in the Kipax. I mean, yeah. would, uh, it would be a bit weird, wouldn't it, really? It'd be very nice. I mentioned earlier on the, the goal time. Uh, tickets and wondered whether it was some kind of scam because you have to get it exactly right and Chris says uh, I remember my dad buying us gold time golden gold tickets at Spurs officially in the 80s I'm sure Willie Morgan used to announce the time as soon as the Spurs goal went in I never heard of a winner and Willie Morgan who for many years was uh, on the PA and on the pitch at Spurs good afternoon Willie I understand he's listening he said I did indeed I had a digital stopwatch dangling from my neck at all times and had my forefinger poised on the button ready to press when the goal went in they were simpler times could be a really? long wait at some teams that couldn't it just, yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> just constant finger on the button I, mean, yeah. I was disappointed at the weekend that Nigel Adderley had to commentate on some goals Paul after we yeah, I know. After we called shame. him Mr Nil Nil last nil. week yeah it, there was, it was a one all draw wasn't it Barca Napoli they, they had the audacity to score goal. he was hoping that we'd Mr score draw Mr stalemate he was hoping for yes that was it yes yes <laughs> uh, can nice, you please play the clip of the man who sounds like Omid Jalili uh, hey, uh, Omid clearly doesn't think it sounds like him, but Phil in Belfast and I still think it does. Okay, well, we'll play it. Have you heard it, Charlie? No, no, I'd like to hear we'll it. We'll dig it out. We'll dig Let it out. We'll it play it. We will on. play it to Omid when he comes in. Because he's not having it. He thinks it sounds nothing, nothing like, like him. Nothing like him at all. Just someone Certainly shouting, doesn't. hey. Yeah. I can't, I can't believe he's become an Ipswich fan. There's a fine line between going to support a team because you live in the area now and being a fan. Going on the pitch, Paul, and being like, hey, come on, everyone. He's a local celebrity, isn't he? So I suppose, I mean, he may be, we don't know, he he may be doing something on the pitch. We need to find out. And we will in the next hour. Omid Jalili, always a pleasure, will be joining us. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Paul Hawksby, Charlie Baker here on Talk Sport. Now, uh, Chelsea are in action uh, mm. this evening against Lille. Again, sure. we're going to bring you live on uh, Talk Sport. And uh, so we often turn not just to the players or the pundits, but sometimes to uh, comedians, yeah. celebrity chums who support the club to yeah. give us through their thick and team. thin. Through thick and thin. But now, we were a bit shocked to learn on a night when Chelsea are playing a big uh, Champions League tie uh, via his uh, Twitter that he'll be on the pitch at uh, Portman Road, yeah. our next guest. It yeah. is, of course, comedian, friend of the show, Ahmed Jalili. Ahmed, good afternoon. Good afternoon, boys. How are you? Yeah, good, good thank, thank you. you. So, yeah, you've told us you've had a bit of a soft spot for Ipswich, but this is getting quite serious, isn't it? On a night Chelsea are playing, you'll be, yeah. at, you'll be at Portman Road. It was a big decision that they'd, they'd invited me to come to the game. Ooh. And, um, uh, of course, I'm a season ticket holder at Chelsea anyway, but... Um, 
Ipswich are now my adopted second team. And, 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 you know, every day when I walk around Ipswich, there's someone I see. I see, see Mick Mills, John Walk, George Burley. They all, I mean, as you know, Alan Brazil still lives in the area. Yeah. So people have a genuine affection for this part of the world. And um, so tonight, um, where, where you saw the amazing halftime show mm. at the Super Bowl with Eminem, <laughs> Snoop Dogg, you you may see me bum rush the the, the, the pitch and do a chef a chefki kooky dive at yeah. the Sir Bobby Robson end. So that's that's what I'm hoping. I've just been told I'm not allowed on the pitch. Oh really? I think, uh, on the side of the pitch. Maybe, maybe through the, the, the there's fan power here. If someone throws a ball on the pitch, I will chase it. In like yeah, like Bruce Forsyth in the seventy four nineteen seventy four FA yeah. Cup final. What a clip that is! What a I mean, what a clip that is! It would be lovely is. to see you run on the pitch in a white suit, getting everybody going. Hello, everybody! <laughs> Come on, getting them all shouting. Well, and did you, if people are not aware of that clip, it was a nineteen seventy four FA Cup final. It was yeah. one of the greatest. Just before the kickoff, and it was it was posted as an antidote to the amazing Super Bowl halftime yeah, show, yeah. which is the greatest halftime show ever. Just Brucey coming on. He puts the ball in the back of the net. The, the the camera doesn't even show him score. David Coleman says, oh, he's put it right in the corner. And he literally goes, any Newcastle fans here? They go, yeah. Any Liverpool fans here? Yeah. He goes, anyone from Luton? <laughs> <laughs> that's where the clip finishes. But he smashes that gig, doesn't he, Ahmed? I, I looked at that and went, this is the worst gig of all time. This is absolute Everybody pure hell on Brucey, earth. Though. He but didn't Brucey do any new stuff, on. did he? No one's given him any hand signs or anything. It's all just, yeah, brilliant, absolutely. Absolutely brilliant. Oh, but that's because he started off with nice to see you, to yeah, see yeah. you. And the, the scream of nice from 100,000 is, you, you're not going to, that's never going to happen everywhere again. <laughs> no, see, Charlie, you would have ran on the pitch with a piece of paper saying, I'm trying out material for my next tour. <laughs> yeah. This is all new stuff. If it doesn't yeah. go, 100,000 people in the What's stadium. What's your name, mate? Where are you yeah. from? Where are you from? No, you. The, no, not you. The bloke, be, no, you. The bloke behind you. Omid, yeah. um, someone Tony's been on, uh, excited Omid is at Portman Road tonight. Shame we won't hear a thing because the public address system is so bad. Please tell him to make his performance visually stimulating. Yeah. Yes. Through the medium of mime, yes. ideally, yeah. The thing is, right now, I've been told under no circumstances. Now, the stakes are high now. Yeah. I just got an email mm-hmm. and they said, under no circumstances are you to go on the pitch. <laughs> so you may see <laughs> a comedian a... go on. I may literally be arrested tonight. But I'm going on that pitch. Get on the pitch, Omid. Now, they've I'm got Cheltenham, go haven't they? We spoke to Michael Duff, the Cheltenham manager, yesterday. Yeah. He was, he's slightly... Wow. He's he was, he's reeling with Gareth Angsworth. They drew five all at the weekend with Wickham. It was wow. a mad game. Alfie May scoring hatfuls yeah. for he's got uh, Cheltenham. He's got four goals for Cheltenham. So, it, they, look, they've got goals in them. It, it should be... But Ipswich going well under new management. He's doing a good job, Oh, isn't yeah, it? he's brilliant. Kieran, I mean, they've got the old... Uh, one of the old trainers from Manchester United. And there was yeah. a clip I put out there. They had like a 47-pass. I mean, they're playing really good football. As you know, Ipswich have a legacy of good football in the days mm-hmm. of, you know, Muren and Tyson and all those players. And, um, and and I think that there is that ethos is coming back. Like they belong in the Premier League. There's no question. The reason why also, I haven't said this before, mm-hmm. the, the guy who's the head of the... Of the uh, is it David? You remember David Sheepshanks? Oh, yeah, he's yeah, now, yeah. The he's club now running you. the... Mm. Yeah, yeah, he used to be the chairman of the club. And I I, I, I travelled back from Qatar with him. There was a big um, mm. tsunami benefit there. And all the football, I think Pele was there, Maradona was there. It was amazing doing a show to all these all these people. But I, tra- I travelled back with Sheepshanks and I thought he was a great bloke. So he's the one who made me feel that Ipswich is a... Mm. It's a pretty cool club, I have to say. So look, look at the end of the day, 
my, 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 my Chelsea are playing tonight, but I'll be at uh, Portman Road and, and I'll yeah. give them a half-time show. Wow. You Cause, have, cause you... Charlie, as, as, as I said, because tickets are a bit light. In <laughs> yeah, because you are Lowestoft. touring, of course. Go and see you are, Ahmed. He's brilliant. You are touring. Oh, yeah. Go and see Ahmed in Lowestoft. <laughs> When's Lowestoft? The 11th of March. 11th of uh, Lowestoft. Get down Just around the Marina Theatre. Two for one. Do you want to offer two for one if you say talk sport? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take anyone. I think we've sold about 22%, but I'll take anything. If oh, anyone yeah. just shows up, you'll get in. Fantastic. So, it's, I'll tell you, quite a lot of the dates are sold out, yeah. though. So, it seems to be going quite well, the tour. Now the, the tour's been really crowded, and do you know what? Just to, just to be out there to see people crying mm. with laughter, and, and and in Warrington, I'd never seen so many people wait at stage door. That that, that doesn't happen because of yeah. COVID. People are coming out now, and they're waiting at stage door, and they all want a picture and everything. So it's it's the old the, the good, we're bringing back the good times. Those are not asking for a refund. You must be doing all right, Omid. Let me think. Those are people. Those are people at the stage stage door. Can I say, Can I have my money back, please? Have my money back. Yeah, and you are heading down to Charlie's part of the world in April. You are you're you're down in the West Country, where aren't you? Barnstable, Torquay's in Torquay, yeah. Babacombe Theatre. The Babacombe Theatre, love that's where that's where Bruce Forsyth started his career off properly right? at the Babacombe right? Theatre. Wow. Yeah, if you read his autobiography, well, excellent Yogel. autobiography. I mean, Yeovil on Thursday. Do you know what? The West Country audiences are brilliant, actually. So if, if that's where you're from, no wonder you're a comedian because that's some of the fun. People like Bill Bailey, they're from the West Country. Yeah. So it's a proper, proper comedy part of the area. Not from Yeovil. Um, now, Chelsea, are, of course, <laughs> are playing tonight, and I'm, I'm sure you'll keep an eye on it. But um, Romelu Lukaku's been the big talking point. The seven, oh, uh, the Len oh, Goodman dear. touches of the ball seven at the touches. weekend. And look, there is, there's, it's weird, isn't it? I mean, you do wonder what's going on there. Whether I mean, we had Chris Sutton saying the other day, he looked at me, he thought he was was hiding he said I've done that as a player in the mm. past and he looked at me he was hiding I know not everybody agrees with that um, no but, I don't uh, agree with that I don't agree with that at all and do you know what those stats are a little bit unfortunate because mm. he did have a shot where Hakim Ziyech scored and the goal was disallowed so that shot was then because they said he had seven touches no shots on goal but he did have a shot that would have been like an assist so I think it's a bit unfortunate I think that I don't know about. I don't know if I speak for Chelsea fans saying he did look a bit thinner when he was. Yeah, I think he has. He he's, did, got, he's, mm. he's got a bit bigger, hasn't he? Definitely. He's got a bit bigger. I don't know. We nobody knows. It, it is a look. At the end of the day, the people have a go at him having seven touches. You haven't seen me play. I went through one game. I think I touched the ball once. And it was a pass back to the keeper. So <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with Romelu yeah. Lukaku. So it's yeah. not a big deal. But I do think there must be something going on in training there where. Where he's they're just not giving the ball. I think match of the day showed a very good clip where that he was making the runs, but they weren't looking for him. So something's wrong there. Yeah, he's not, and he's not enjoying the football at the moment. He says the games are dull. You know, he just he wants to see a bit of excitement. Are you with him on that? Yeah, he needs to come to Nobby Jolly Comedy Show. Yeah, get to Lowestoft. Road tonight. Can you get to Lowestoft? Now, before we let you go, um, we've played you this clip before. I know you're not having it, but Charlie's not heard it. But many of the listeners, uh, one of the listeners got in touch and said, can you please play that clip of the man who sounds like Omid? Um, he, oh, he clearly done this didn't... he doesn't sound anything like me. Have a, like, let Charlie, let's get Charlie's take on it. It's Phil okay. in Belfast wanted to hear this let's again. Hear come on. Um, this was the world's fastest human calculator, and he, he was on Paul Ross's overnight show. Okay. Charlie, does this sound like Omid? Have a listen to this. Nilakanta Banu Plakash has won India's first ever gold in the Mental Calculation World Championships. And I'm delighted to say Nilakanta joins us now live. Nilakanta, what did you actually have to do in the competition? Good morning. Yeah, good morning. Hey. <laughs> no? Charlie. Now, listen. Is that it? It's just good morning, hey. Good Is morning, that all hey. I'm going to get? That's it, good morning. That's all we got, yeah. <laughs> That's the only bit that sounds like a you. Touch. The rest of it doesn't, a clearly. Touch. Yeah, good morning, hey. Yeah. 
<laughs> just an enthusiastic I was, man. I was all ready, Charlie. I was all ready to say that you're all a bunch of racists. <laughs> that does sound like me. It does sound like me a bit. <laughs> the world's fastest calculator, man, would be a good character for you, actually, Omid. Yeah, I think that's a good character. Doing yeah. That. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. But would you just get character. people shouting out, 22 million times 50 yeah, seconds, you get a lot the memory, man. You get yeah, a lot yeah, of that. Hello, hey. Yeah. Hello, hey. You see a warming to it now. Imagine that becomes his catchphrase. Exactly, tonight on the pitch. It's on T-shirts. All his tour merch has got, good morning, hey, on it. We don't see a bean Charlie. Portman, Portman Road tonight. Every, like, he buys like, Ipswich. Nice to see you, to see you nice. He buys Ipswich with all the proceeds from the Good Morning High <laughs> trademark and buys Romelu Lukaku, knocks a stone off him and he, yeah. he scores 50 goals and takes them back into the Premier amazing. League. Wow. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. What a story. What a story. Oh, I'm with, anyway, <laughs> goodbye. Lovely, hey. lovely, lovely to talk to you and, and enjoy tonight and, uh, and good luck with the rest of the tour. We'll catch up with you soon. Good evening, hey. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Yes, there we are. That was this afternoon's show. Charlie, a, a pleasure as always. I uh, loved it, Paul, as ever. You'll be back on Thursday, See you Thursday you? for the spread. We'll, we'll I mean, although spread. I might boycott the spread this week. After last uh, week. Last week was an utter disgrace. Of the last three, there's been two quite controversial games. The last one where week I, I, was just... I knocked over my king to... Uh, to retire, to concede. Last and week one... was just like, let's just make a, make a make an age up and then see what happens. Well, I think if you'd won, you wouldn't have felt like that. But it was it was a it was a controversial. I I'll might give you be that. here. I might not, Paul. But anyway, Andy will be here with me tomorrow. More champ. He'll be. Um, he's going tonight to Chelsea. So let's hope they win because you know we'll be in a foul mood if they don't. <laughs> which means you all want them to lose. Exactly. So you've got him in a want foul the long mood. Long run up, don't you? So uh, that's it. Um, thanks for listening. If you can join us on one tomorrow, great. If not, podcast will be available about four o'clock. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.